Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one meaty page of Talmud a day. I mean it, literally, because today's daf, Chagiga 8, makes a big, juicy, medium-rare sort of claim. Have a listen. Ravashi said, There is no need to derive this halacha from and you shall rejoice in your feast by explaining that the word feast is referring to the festival peace offering. Rather, this halacha is derived simply from the phrase and you shall rejoice. This excludes those bird offerings and meal offerings that do not have an element of rejoicing as the joy of eating is provided only by animal meat. Now look, had I read this passage a few years back, I would have been thrilled back then. My diet was a medley of burgers and steaks and stews, chucks and roasts. I crossed the T-bones and I dotted all the ribeyes. Just like my man, Rav Ashi, I too felt that a meal meant meat, preferably as close to raw as was socially acceptable, a joyful celebration. I was hungry like the wolf, and then... I started thinking of the lambs. Like all good conversion stories, this one, too, happened bit by bit. It wasn't some aha moment, some revelation on the mountaintop. And the process still isn't over. I'll eat red meat from time to time and chicken, too. But I do so reluctantly now and not as frequently. Why? Well, maybe because I understood the real meaning of Avashi's words. When you consume the flesh of a formerly living creature, you must, if you're doing it right, stop and reflect about that fact. Our ancestors got that, which is why they used to offer fleshy sacrifices, because they believed that burning meat was a mystical act, releasing the animal's life force into the cosmos, performing with each bite this little drama of life and death. And such matters should be taken very seriously. You should not, like I used to do, gorge yourself on mounds of meat. You can choose to eat flesh, as I still do. But if you want to honor it, as Rav Ashi suggests you must do, you oughtn't take another bite of that burger before you reflect on the circumstances of the cow's demise, more importantly, its existence. And sadly, we're failing here big time. The nefariously named Concentrated Animal Feeding Operations, or CAFOs, are responsible for anywhere from 90 to 95% of the meat Americans eat each year. Unlike traditional agriculture, think cows chewing their cud blissfully in the meadow, CAFOs crowd tens, sometimes hundreds of thousands of animals into so-called no-land farms. These animals are stacked into cages or pens and fed cheap slop with a peeping side of antibiotics. It's why meat has gotten significantly cheaper. I drove by a place the other day that offered all-you-could-eat chicken for a dollar. And also why Americans, having each consumed an average of 28 pounds of chicken in 1960, according to the National Chicken Council, last year devoured 93.5 pounds, more than three times as much. According to the Environmental Protection Agency, there are more than 20,000 CAFOs in America right now, and the number is growing. Consider the following. The smallest CAFO, according to the Sierra Club, produces an amount of 
feces and urine that's equivalent to the excretions of 16,000 human beings. Now, that waste, often containing bacteria, hormones, and chemicals used in livestock care, is washed down with water and stored in manure pits. It's then pumped into tankers, driven to nearby fields, and emptied into pumping stations and applied into the soil by tractors. Now, don't really have to be a farmer or a farming expert to understand how this practice frequently ends up with liquid manure seeping into water sources, leaving entire populations without clean water and exposing them to harmful substances every time they try to do something rudimentary, like turn on the kitchen sink or use the shower. It's hard to think of a greater calamity. So I admit it, from time to time, I'll still buy myself a nice lamb kebab. But when I do, I'll buy it only from a butcher, never the supermarket, and I'll make a point of asking about the meat's origin, making sure I buy only from a farm that raised its animals with dignity. It's much more expensive, but I'm very happy to pay much, much more and eat much less meat. Because keeping kosher, really, shouldn't be just about buying meat that comes with a certificate, but about knowing that your choices reject cruelty to animals and human beings alike. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Daron Skay, Josh Cross, Robert Scarmuccia, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Quinn Waller. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. Music